So as we enter into this time of epiphany, we have probably in your own home begun taking down the Christmas decorations. Ours was interrupted a little bit, so we get the tree one more week. But I have been reflecting and using some of the gifts that were given to me over Christmas. Have you all been able to do some of that? One of the things that was given to me was an immersion blender, and it's cordless. So cool. And so what do I do? You make soup, you know? We have um, wearing the, you know, the pullovers and the things that we were given maybe, or maybe it was that you were given a book and you've started opening that and begun to read it. Did you get something cool for Christmas that really nurtured your soul and that really resonated with who you are? Our text today that Delinda read are connected on this Epiphany Day because they talk about gifts that were given. I don't know if you caught that, but in the first one that was read from Isaiah, it talks about how people would bring gold and frankincense as a gift. And then that is connected to the story that we got from Matthew today in which gold and frankincense and myrrh are presented to Jesus. This is the story that comes in Matthew. So essentially you get the birth story of Matthew on this Sunday. And what's interesting about it is that we have the star, and we most of us know about that, but the reality is, is that the Magi arrive probably when the baby is about two years old. So giving them time to see the star at the, at the child's birth and then make their way in a caravan from Persia to um, first to, Ju- to Jerusalem to meet with Herod and then to go and find the baby Jesus. Jesus is already living in a home someplace and is probably around two years old. And then the text from Isaiah. This text is about gift giving, but more than anything, it is about the light that shines. If you remember all the way back to the beginning of Advent, we began talking about how it seemed like the people of God were in a deep darkness. We read a scripture from Isaiah back into the sixth chapter about how the people had seen a great light, but they were in darkness. Isaiah is is divided up into three different parts. The first part is this idea of, of this oncoming kind of doom. And then moving through these times in which they are conquered, broken up, split apart, sent away, brought back, and now looking forward. As we make our way to the chapter 60, God's people are back home. But they are decimated. They are hopeless. They look around and nothing looks right. And they wonder What is ahead? And they hear this refrain again, arise and shine for your light has come. 
The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Even in the midst of this painful place that they are, light shines. But what is different about this text than it was back in the sixth chapter is that now the prophet is inviting the people to shine their own light. I think that's the thing that happens. When I think back to my own life and places where I have been that seem to be covered in a fog, I look back to specific times in my life that, especially back in my times of college or in other parts of my life when things looked just so confusing that I couldn't understand, I felt like that I went inside myself. I found myself spending more time alone. I found myself shutting the door to others. I found myself spending more time in bed, pulling the covers up over my head. Seemed like I slept more, watched more TV, and just wasn't doing the things that nurtured me. I mean, I couldn't blame myself because I felt lost. And when you feel lost, you want to find yourself. And so generally, we just come in closer and closer and shut ourselves down. Maybe you have been in a place like that where you've lost direction. When you look around and you see that the things around you just don't seem to be familiar. You don't know which direction to go. You don't know which steps to take. That's where the people that God is speaking to in Isaiah are. And the word comes from Isaiah. God challenges them to shine their light. Even in their shadow that they find themselves in, God invites them, calls them to arise and shine. The people, the people had been conquered. They had once been a powerful nation. They had been the ones that had gone out and conquered other countries and taken their land and split apart families and taken the children of their of their cat of their the ones that they had taken over back to their homelands. They had been the ones that had been in power. And now the people of God find themselves in a role that is reversed. And God says, shine your light because it's coming. This is what's interesting. And for me, it's fascinating to pay attention to some of this stuff because it invites us to look at this in a different way, I believe. The first off is is that nations will seek you out. Kings will come to your light. 
Now, here's the thing. When we're deep in depression, when we're deep in our own isolation, when we feel like we have nothing to give, we don't believe that people want what we have to share. We see ourselves as people who just don't have enough. But God says, shine your light and kings will come. And guess what? As you lift yourself up, as you dust yourself off, as you begin to shine your light out into this world, your sons and daughters will return. Now, this is a specific reflection back to earlier on, back in the earlier parts of Isaiah, when it talked about how when they were conquered, again, their sons and their daughters were taken away from them. Families were broken up. But here, when we shine our light, when we step forward and find who we are inside, those things will return. And then something else. This is what was interesting. How many of you have ever been showered with a multitude of candles? <laughs> I think probably the only person that could say that is probably Lori. I don't know. Have you ever treated a camel? Okay. You're not a large animal vet, but maybe I could say showered with cats. I don't know. But the whole thing is, is that this is, a, um, this is an idea, an image of great wealth is restored to the people. These camels are brought and are heaped upon the people of Israel. But guess who brings the camels? They're not just words that are hard to pronounce. And you did a great job, by the way, Delinda. Appreciate that. But there are specific ones. And whenever specific groups or people are named, we have to pay attention. So when we hear about Midian and Ephah and Sheba and Kedar, They're saying something. Each of these countries are a group of people that have been cast aside by Israel. These are the descendants that Abraham pushed away once Isaac was born. That should resonate in us. Because the reality is, is that through our lives, we have pushed people away. For different reasons. Out of our own senses of fear. Out of our own senses of growth or anger or frustration. Or maybe, maybe we've just gone in different directions. But our text today invites us to look at ways that God continues to shower us with wealth and with gifts from those that are unexpected. And isn't that the way that God works? Isn't that the way that sharing our lives and stepping out in faith happens 
That we might be in a place where we think we don't have anything more to give or I don't need anything from anybody else, especially those people. And God reminds us that all people are created in God's image and that we must be open to seeing how God will speak through them. The church has been guilty of this for far too long. We've taken certain groups of people, whether it be certain races, whether it be certain genders, whether it be certain ages, and we have pushed them to the side. We've said, you don't have a voice. You don't have a light to shine. The reality is when you look back on that and you see, sometimes they shine the brightest lights within our communities. I have to admit myself, whenever I was a child, looking up in pulpits, rarely did I see a female. And yet the reality was, is that when I looked within my own life, the people of faith that were the strongest were some of the females in my life. The church is finally understanding that the women are bringing a wealth of camels back into our communities. How many times have we pushed away people of color? How many times have we pushed away people that don't look like us, that don't sound like us, maybe that don't even love the way that we love? And we've said, they don't have anything to give. The reality is, is that their light can shine. What is your light? Because my guess is, since you're created in the image of God, when I look out here, I see beauty. I see radiance. I see gifts that can change the world. One of the scholars that I was looking at this last week, she defined epiphany as showing up, showing on, and showing out. Epiphany is all about new discoveries. It is about a light that comes in that cannot be denied. One actual example is is that back in Um, The biblical times, an epiphany meant sometimes that the head soldier would show back up, the officer would show back up just to see if the sentry was doing their job. An epiphany we also talk about sometimes as an idea that pops into our head that is a new learning, a new discovery. An epiphany is something that shows up unexpectedly. It is also a light, a light that we light, the Christ candle that shines forth, a a star that shines in the east, the light of the face of a newborn child. It shines on 
in ways that cannot be denied. And it is our lives that shine in a way that go out from here, not just in this place, but out into the community, out past these walls. The sad piece is, is that there are folks that are just not here this week. And we need their light as well. They have gifts to share. They have a light to bring to this place. They have camels and we need them. So my challenge to you this week is this. Shine your light. Shine on people of faith. We did something else at the beginning of Advent. Yes, we read that Isaiah text about the people who walked in darkness. I don't know if you remember, but I brought post-its and I had you write down your gifts. And you're like, Chad, you forgot to take those things down. They've been sitting there on that, pe- on that window for all of Christmas. Is your gift still up there? Have you been shining that gift? I was so proud of the kids that were here that day. They wrote down, drew pictures of their gifts, of ways that they could shine their light into this world. Have you discovered one if you didn't write it down? We've got more post-its. You've got more gifts. We have more camels to put and to cover this community, this world with. It's going to stay up there, and I hope that you'll find the time to mark down a gift that you have to share and to stick it on that window. Because as the light shines through that window, not today because it's a little cloudy out, but as it shines through this week and through this time of epiphany, I want us to see the places that we will shine on, the ways that we will let our lights shine in this world. What is your gift that you will bring? Thank you for listening to the White Oak Pond Christian Church Podcast. We hope that it's been a blessing to you this day. White Oak Pond seeks to be a place where we accept one person at a time to Christ's never-ending and forgiving love. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive sermons each and every week. And also rate us. It really helps. Thank you again, and may you know joy in powerful ways this week.